we're just in this weird, bizarro world that we've been in for like probably the better part of a decade at this point. But, you know, I think for the last six to 12 months, I consider myself fairly cynical and particularly for public companies, CEOs understand what the market rewards them and understand what drives their stock prices. And for the last 12 months, improving your margins and cutting costs has, has driven stock prices. And so, you know, cynically, you've seen a lot of public companies, not just Meta Zuckerberg do it, but now pretty much everyone is cutting costs. And when they announce cost cuts, their stock goes up. And as long as that's the case, that's going to be the focus for these companies. And when you take that to a global macro perspective, right, we have uncertainty around inflation, uncertainty around GDP growth, uncertainty around interest rates, uncertainty around geopolitics and in this tech cold war that's still going on between the US and China. And so when you put all that together, you can understand why companies and executives want to not be taking too many long-term risky bets in this environment. They want to understand what they have and get the most out of it. We're going to talk about generative AI later and how that ties in as well, but that's also part of the discussion around efficiency and taking advantage of new technology and getting the most out of the resources you have rather than investing more in new resources. Yeah, I think adding to that, cost of capital has had huge impacts on the entire economy and gaming is you know, certainly not immune. I think it largely makes sense for publishers and developers to focus on the Mao and Dow they have or revitalize IP that's been on the shelf. That does bring a much higher success rate or hit rate versus starting from scratch and developing new IP. And you just don't want to green light three to five years of work in an uncertain backdrop like this. And gaming publishers, particularly in mobile, have had to make a lot of tough decisions on the quantum of capital they put to work in UA. And adding to that, the IDFA changes have made attribution like way less clear. So there's been a lot of results, and I guess I'll just bullet point a few of them. Generally speaking, shrinking Dow and, and Mao metrics, in some cases offset by stuffing in lower tier geos. The highest performers have been able to offset revenue headwinds with expertise in live ops and monetization, and like King and SciPlay are some good examples of those, and also at benefits of scale. And then games that have flashed strong growth in prior years, but were driven by like longer payback windows, have suffered the most. And this isn't a great backdrop for bringing new players into games with complex patooies and super deep metagames. And many of those companies were, as Joe mentioned earlier, acquired during the pandemic boom. So companies that have managed to raise substantial equity rounds during the pandemic are a little bit more insulated and they continue to spend into those longer windows. But the other kind of like cautionary tale there is that the ECM and IPO businesses have not resumed, resumed to normal. And it's unlikely to for until like probably mid to late next year, best case. So those companies do need to be diligent and burn. They can't do this in perpetuity. And, you know, if we had to like launch those into equity markets now, I think a lot of investors would thumb their nose at the valuations that those were, were done at prior. So, you know, whatever your number is for mobile growth or contraction for 23, 24, it doesn't really matter a ton. That's only like 20% of the battle. And there's always these massive shifts that occur within certain genres and games and things like that. And I guess if I could just end with one silver lining to less competitive UA, which is driven by cost of capital, it's like potentially better launch dynamics for highly performing games. And, you know, a company like Scopely and Monopoly Go is probably a good recent example of this. But it's also one other thing I think Joe might be able to be a little bit more apt to speak on is just this notion that gaming is recession-proof. And I think we're, we're starting to see some signs of that with mobile at least not puking anymore. But I do think that will be tested in a prolonged, like a prolonged higher rates backdrop. Right. 
Uh, and maybe I could speak on that a little bit. So I do think like just my own perspective in terms of gaming being recession proof is that, especially when we think of premium game products, I do think that's recession proof just because the value for your entertainment dollar is so low. But I think the nuance there is like when we think about IEP spend, especially for like whale-driven games or games with like higher ARPU, lower conversion, higher ARPU-poo, those are the types of games where I think we need to consider IAP spend for those games a little bit more discretionary versus non-discretionary. So those will actually be impacted by recession and things like that. I just wanted to tack on and mm -hmm. to your point, and this is something that we've been making a point of in some of our research is, you know, the economy is bifurcating between the haves and have nots, and you've seen it in gaming, right? You've seen, for example, Call of Duty came out last year and took the wind out of a lot of other games. It took the wind out of Apex. It took the wind out of other titles. What's clear is that the leaders and the best titles are taking away market share and they're taking time spent. They're taking the dollars. And so from that perspective, you're seeing that in the gaming industry, but you're seeing it pretty much everywhere in the economy. And that's this weird bifurcation that's going on. And I think that's part of the reason that people are still trying to figure out if we're going to have a global recession, a domestic recession or not, is because on the micro level, you look at one company and they're struggling. You look at another, they're doing very well. And it's really hard to kind of parse out the signal to the noise right now.